Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Secret Artists podcast. I'm Annie McGrath, your host, and I'm joined this week by the brilliant Taylor Glenn and Hannah George who make up two-thirds of the excellent podcast Drunk Women Solving Crime. In keeping with the crime theme, we drew and painted different art heists this week. We talked about um, artists like uh, Gustav Klimt, Beryl Cook, Sheila Gowder, and we talked about female pirates, favourite swear words, favourite cocktails, something for everyone. Hope you enjoy the episode, and if you want to check out our artworks from this week, they will be on Instagram and Twitter, at SecretArtPod. See you on the other side! I'm joined today by the brilliant Taylor Glenn and Hannah George, who make up two-thirds of the fantastic comedy true crime podcast, Drunk Women Solving Crime. Hannah George is an award-winning comedy writer who has written extensively for television, specialising in shows such as CBBC's Wolf Blood, Nickelodeon's The House of Anubis, Sky One's Trolleyed, and many more. Taylor Glenn is an award-winning comedian who has written for, presented, and appeared on various BBC programmes, including Radio 4's Digital Human series, Comedy Regressions, and Scotland on the Couch. I'm delighted to have them both on the podcast. Hello, you two. Hello. I don't know if you guys are experienced in art or whether you draw or paint or do any of that sort of thing. I know you're both excellent writer performers, but do you consider yourself artists? I mean, well, talking of winning an awards, Annie, I don't (laughs) want to... um... I don't want to get too intense, but I am an award-winning artist. If we, <laughs> if we include the uh, Ventnor Millennium Children's Art Competition, which yeah, I imagine we, we, we do. do, we always include that. Yeah. <laughs> In which case, I I won that. I beat off stiff competition for that, and I did a cartoon of what I thought Ventnor, my hometown, would look like. In the year two thousand, um, <gasps> amazing! <and then laughs> very much. Do you still have it? I do. Yeah, it's um, it's a really great piece. Um, <laughs> what slightly... materials were you working with? <laughs> I was working very much with um, beryl felt tips, fine line. Mm, okay. Um, oh yeah, a birthday present. They had gone down very well. Yes. Pray, yes. Yes. Crayola super tips. <laughs> yeah. You can only say it in that voice. Super tips. <laughs> tips. <laughs> um, yeah. Hannah, is there a bit of wry humor in an exercise which tells you to draw the Isle of Wight as though it's going to change? <laughs> <laughs> it really didn't, like... In, in the future. <laughs> in the pictures, there was, like, uh, there was a kangaroo for some reason. There was uh, an alien had landed. Um, wow. All sorts, all sorts. But, yeah, that's, you know... 
That, well, congratulations. Sorry I haven't written that into your bio, Hannah. Um, <laughs> it's weird that you'd miss that, actually, Annie. Yeah. But... <laughs> I'm desperate to see a picture of it. If you, um... Oh, I will. I'll share it. I'll share it. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> And what about oh, you, Taylor? Well, I'm not going to follow that. Come I know. Jeez. Sorry. <laughs> Do you know what? I was listening to the Fern Brady episode. Mm. And what I love about your podcast, there are many things, because I think it's such a great topic and one that people shy away from a lot. Like, I felt intimidated at first because I was like, oh, no. Do I, what do I know about art? But I'm just remembering it almost feels like a meditation when you listen to this. So I need to, I'm going to go into yeah. my meditation voice. So what do, what do I feel? Go about into your art? most radio four voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't say I've won any awards um, and that's fine. No, that's neither. Um, it's such a funny thing because I would immediately, like in a conversation, I'd be like, oh, I don't know anything about art. And I'd completely dismiss it. But then mm-hmm. you, you think back and it's like, well, no, nobody's excluded from art. Like you have to actively avoid art. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> to not have it in your life. Do you think well, that's actually, a female trait being like, oh, I'm rubbish at that? I'm, or do it you, could be, yeah. It or could a comedian be, I, trait. Or... I think there's a small group who have made something that's supposed to be accessible to all exclusive mm. to the few. And I think that's BS. And that's a whole other topic. But my mother's actually quite a good artist and she's kind, the kind of artist that will do one, one year she'll make wool handbags and then she'll paint and then she'll do drawings. Amazing. So actually, I have these really strong memories in childhood of her doing um, uh, life model drawings. Um, I think wow. some of them were with charcoal. So I just have this memory of being in my kitchen like five years old and I'm just surrounded by naked women in my kitchen and I was so <laughs> confused. Because just typical her, she's like, I'm off, I'm taking a class. And then she just put them up with no explanation. And she told you it was a life during class, right? <laughs> I was just like, I'm surrounded by nudes. I, I it's art, it's it. art, darling. Don't ask any questions. I genuinely thought like the naked women were physically in your kitchen and she was like running the thing. Oh, yes, so did I. <laughs> oh, no, Sorry. No. I misunderstood. I thought she was the one drawing and she like hired. Why have one model be... when you can have 20? <laughs> The next time I tell the story, I'm going to embellish and there will be the model in my kitchen. No, it was just the work that she had done and it was amazing. Like, even at five, I was like, wow, she's great. But that thing of being a woman, like, oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, But one of my best memories as a kid uh, in kindergarten uh, reception, so like five, Mm -hmm. is you had half a day of school. And then I would come home, my mom would give me lunch, it was always my favorite soup, and then she put on this art show that was on the public channel, PBS, and it was amazing, it was just this old man that taught you how to do different things, and this had, this story does have a point, don't worry, I know I ramble, um, I made all this art in kindergarten and I totally forgot about it, and then when I got married, at my rehearsal dinner, my mom just held up this big quilt and oh, she had transferred wow. all of my artwork onto this quilt. That's amazing. Um, I, I thought you were going to say, and then I got married to the teacher that we were watching <laughs> on the TV when I was in I'm not even sure he was alive when he was on TV. Like, he was an old man. So I don't think he's with us. Oh, that's so sweet. I know. Yeah, that's really sweet. God, so you're both creative animals. Um, I just have one more question. What's your favorite soup? Um, do you know what? It was wonton soup, but it was Campbell's, which I guess is the wow. equivalent of like Baxter's. So there was nothing authentic about it. 
Okay. <laughs> like when I had my first real wonton soup, I'm like, what I had was not. Oh no. <laughs> No, no, no. And Campbell's, wasn't that the soup that Andy Warhol used on his prints? Yes. So it all comes full circle. Of Pittsburgh, and he's from Pittsburgh, so like the Warhol Museum was a big deal. This is wow. what I mean. Like, I'm like, I don't know anything about art, and I'm like, except I can talk about it for four hours. <laughs> You're living and breathing it. This is great. Um, well, I'm excited. So, what I thought. Because um, you guys are best known for your Drunk Women Solving Crime podcast, I thought we could do an artwork based on a famous art heist. Nice. Um, so hopefully we'll all do different interpretations or we could choose different heists. So I've got a list of art heists which shook the world. So I thought I'd just read maybe three of them out and then we can decide on one each to to draw. How's sure, that sound? are we drawing like one of the works of art or are we drawing the heist? <laughs> I thought we could draw the heist, but then it's open <laughs> to interpretation. What do you guys think? I was all psyched to draw the scream here, but yeah, I, I guess I oh, you could do the, the scream. scream. Yeah, you could do the scream. Well, one of the heists is the scream. So the, I'll read that one out. Um, Edvard Monk's The Scream has a checkered history. Two different versions of the painting have been stolen in the last 20 years. One version was targeted in 1994, the same day as the opening of the Winter Olympics in Lillehammer. <laughs> do you like my Scandinavian pronunciation? I really did. Sounded legit. Four men broke into the National Gallery of Norway, taking the painting and leaving a note which read, thanks for the poor security. So bitchy, oh, I love it. Oh, sass. Sassy uh, beads. So sassy. In 1996, Norwegian police recovered it through a sting operation with the help of the British police and the Getty Museum. Wow. You don't often hear about them getting it back, like, with art heist. No. So that's pretty impressive. Um, so, Taylor, do you want to take that one? I would love to. I'm obsessed with it. And <laughs> my, my grandfather had this, like, book of art, and I remember just staring at it. It just did. I know it's such a cliche, but it is one of those paintings that once you see it, it's never out of your mind. And I love, I'm sure you saw the recent article that there's there's writing scrawled on the upper corner that yeah. says this could only have painted been painted by a madman and until recently they weren't sure if somebody else had scrawled that like perhaps one of the I don't know anyone that had um passed it around to museums over the years but it was it was Edward Munch himself Munch Munch oh, Munch. Wow. Munch yeah I never quite know I think it's Munch but I usually just trail off. I go, Edward Munch. Edward Munch. Yeah, if you nail the Edward bit, then <laughs> Edward. I think. Call him Ed, because, you know, we know him pretty intimately now. So, um, <laughs> Hannah, was there one that you had your eye on, or should I just read a couple more out? Um, well, we we did one for um, for drunk women. So this was on the, on the Adam Buxton episode, whereby we talked uh. about... Oh, God, I can't remember what the place was called now, but it's in Boston. It was a museum that was... Because I was thinking to myself, if I, I can really get out of this art thing by saying that basically <laughs> they were... I love art, don't get me wrong, I'm just not very good at it. But basically what they did is that they stole the pieces of art from this museum through the... Um, just, like, cut them out of the frames, and then they left the frames up. But if you mm. visit that museum now, this was, like, 30 years ago the frames are still empty in case they come back, which is wow. so creepy. So I thought maybe I could just draw oh. an empty frame. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, see. Love that. that is a good out. It's is a it very good, a very clever, sneaky way of there getting out of doing a drawing. Yes. Is it the Gardner Museum? 
in Boston. Oh yeah, it oh, is. it's right in front of yeah. me. You put it up. Thank you. Yes, um, I can't believe I remembered something. What a miracle! The five hundred million dollar art heist from Boston's Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum that still hasn't been solved thirty years on. Bloody oh. hell! They haven't listened to the podcast because we definitely solved that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all sorted. What now. was your we theory? Can... I mean, we should direct listeners to that episode. Is that Adam Buxton one? Did you say? Yeah, it's the Adam Buxton one. To be fair, we didn't come up with many theories. We just got drunk, but it was. <laughs> it's an interesting case. It's. Really really yeah. oh, cool um so you want to draw an empty frame <laughs> i might draw so the, the top one in this article um is the first recorded art heist which was in 1473 when polish pirates nabbed the last judgment a triptych by the german-born painter hans memling during a journey to florence wow they took their loot to the basilica of the assumption in gdanks Gdansk. how do you say that gdanks I've never said it out loud because <laughs> look how it's spelled. Is it Australian? Good night, mate. Good And despite Italian efforts to have returned it, it remains in the city's National Museum. I think I just saw that and wanted to draw some pirates. But, um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's what art is all about. It's like, make your choices. We've got to make our choices. Well, this Rembrandt that was stolen in 2000 says they took, took it off on a speedboat. That's um, cool. Just popped two Renoirs in there. A Rembrandt and two Renoirs. And off they plopped. Oh, they've wow. been returned. Oh. <laughs> it's disappointing that, isn't it? You're like, yeah. nice I just, I just still pictured the boats reversing really slowly. Like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Busted. Vehicle moving. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to apologise for the sound of paper because I've grabbed from my daughter's room a little roll of drawing Ooh, paper. Nice. <laughs> and I... Again, just the first thing I saw, I've got pastels, which are really hard to work with, right? Oh, yeah, I like pastels. They're quite thick, aren't they? Yeah. Hmm. Actually, that's probably why I fought for the scream, because it doesn't have any fine lines. I don't... This is like blunt force art. Yeah, nice <laughs> and expressive. Oh, there we go. Right. I'm bringing up a picture of it, because... I literally need a picture of an empty frame <laughs> to, to draw. Um, I'm working today in a WH Smith sketch pad that nice. looks possibly 15 years old. And Is this a relic from when you won the, um, the <laughs> yeah. art prize? <laughs> Hey, I don't want to keep going on about my awards, but I did also win a competition on Art Attack. So did you really? I did, yeah. I can't believe you waited this long to mention it. <laughs> it's the only reason I'm doing the podcast. I just had to know it's not. But, I mean, you don't often get to bring it up, and I thought, I've got, I have to. Um, yeah. So what was the Art Attack um, oh, it was, it was actually from like the Art Attack magazine. So Neil Buchanan didn't—he didn't really see my art, but I bet he did. <laughs> it was just called Children in Space, and he had to draw a picture of a child in space, um, and I did. And then it got fired onto a um, like a tile, and then the tile is up in Great Ormond Street Hospital somewhere. I don't know wow. where. Um, oh. cool. Yeah, it's bonkers. But sorry. Oh, I... Hannah. All your stories. <laughs> oh, no. I'm using crayons. That's my name. Hey. <laughs> that was a very long way of saying you're using crayons. <laughs> so, I, what I'll do is I'll say why by, by literally just saying, I want to know what I'm going to do. Oh, my God. I've gone landscape, but it's like totally portrait. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone landscape as well. And I've started quite ambitiously by trying to draw the triptych of The Last Judgment. Um, but, but I might. <laughs> I mean, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but it sounds very detailed. 
Yeah, it <laughs> is. It's a little detailed. Yeah, three three bloody things. There's the link in the chat so you can see the, the top picture is what I'm trying to replicate. Ah. So weird the details I'm focusing on because re- I should really get to the guy who's screaming. <laughs> like that's the really important part. <laughs> and I'm, I'm avoiding everything. Have you drawn yeah, out the um, only a madman could have? Oh, yeah. You could write that out massive letters i remember going to oh it was like i can't remember it's an art gallery in london and i remember seeing a it was a drawing of like a kind of young woman probably about 17 or 18 or something and she was i don't know in a kitchen or something Mm. and it was kind of like quite a beautiful picture from the olden timey days and then there was a window that and it looked out over like a field and it was like oh what a lovely sort of thing yeah (laughs) and then it was one of these things where they like x-rayed it and gone underneath that particular part to see what was there before if there was anything sort of like underneath the other layers and there was and it was the um the artist himself had drawn himself at the window, like looking in oh. on the girl. Oh. And then he'd obviously had a change of heart and gone, oh, fuck, no, this is a bit creepy. <laughs> Someone had been like, hey, that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. And like, even in, I guess it was like the 17th or 18th century, and he was like painting over that. Um, wow. Maybe they became like lovers or something. And he was like, oh, I don't want her to know that I've been yeah. leaning out my window watching her. For- oh, gosh. But just, I just love the idea of what went, yeah, what changed? What was the thing that made him go, oh, actually, I shouldn't draw myself as a lech. Now, of course, he's the only, like, the only work of art from that museum I remember is that one. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool when they do those, like, x-rays of paintings and you can see all the different layers. Yeah. I always remember the creepy ones, like... I'll go see beautiful, beautiful art, but the one that sticks with you is just the creepy one. I'm trying to think, what is, um, it's called the Garden of Earthly Delights. Mm. You know, that huge, huge painting that's just full of like, it's just like a depiction of hell, basically. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You zone in on the little details, um, but you never forget. Yeah. I once saw this horrific, it was like a woman dressed in sort of, quite provocative clothing and she was like in a crucifixion position mm-hmm. but she it was a sculpture so she looked really realistic oh yeah. god I can't remember what it was called but that's good Mona too. Lisa is that the Mona Lisa <laughs> yes I know <laughs> up to this point though crucifixions have been very male so actually I kind yeah of... <laughs> maybe it was like a feminist statement but I think it was just by a man who you know what men are like <laughs> Did witches get crucified? Witches? Yeah, or was it, it was more, because I was just thinking of Jesus, but like, mm, was it? Not, I don't know if they I got crucified per They definitely today. got drowned, didn't they? Yeah. Burned, burned yeah. and drowned, but I don't know about crucifixion. Okay. Would you rather? I love, I love this game. <laughs> yeah. I really burned, do. Burned to the stake or drowned with a stone? <laughs> oh, drowned with a stone. Oh, really? Yeah, being burnt is supposed to be one of the most painful things. Yeah, I hate being too hot as well. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, is anyone else? God, I wish I hadn't worn long sleeves. (laughs) Hannah, what's your choice? I want to know what you choose. Yeah, I think maybe burnt at the stake. I don't like the idea of drowning. Call me crazy. No. No. I feel you. (laughs) Yeah, neither really appeal to me, I must say. I've gone rogue and I'm painting with, or like drawing with ink now. Oh, oh, mate. But I might have to 
go back to felt tips. I've started using a CD marker pen because the crayons wasn't I weren't doing it, so I've got a Love it. DVD marker pen. Oh, it really fucking stinks. What does it smell like? Just a really strong, like, permanent marker kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I quite oh, like I that. I love that smell. Also, these crayons, the minute I opened these crayons, I was like, whoa, that's a evocative smell. Like, I haven't yeah. smelled crayons probably since I was, like, a kid. When you had that habit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, I've really brought a bit of a Ghostbusters vibe to the scream, which I think is what it needed. <laughs> Nice. So are you doing the scream as is, or are you doing the heist of the scream? I'm doing the scream as is. Love it. I hope that's all right. Yeah, anything's perfect. <laughs> I've just done a pirate on a ship, and then there's a sort of vague sketch of a triptych in the background. <laughs> um, so do you guys have any favourite artists, or would Monk be one of your faves? I guess Hannah George is probably... <laughs> Double award winner. Yeah. I get that I mean, quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I really like? And I think this is on the the heist list, isn't it? For a portrait of lady, I really like Gustav Klimt, and I have a Klimt in my bedroom. An Uh, original, yeah, yeah. From (laughs) it's an original from IKEA, so it's pretty special. Nice. Yeah, I think it was fourteen pounds, but I love it. It's um, it's not the full thing, but it's two serpents. You know, he did all the mermaidy ladies. But I think I was reading about him before this because I was like, oh, I've never actually read about him. And surprise, he sounds like a bit of a D-bag. Mm. Oh, shame. Lots of them were. Not the worst of the D-bags, though. You know, you start to go, he's not the worst <laughs> yeah. of all the D-bags. He had, he fathered at least 14 children, apparently. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. when the heist, the Klimt heist happened and I was doing the news quiz or something at the sh- at the time, just like writing for it. Yeah. And uh, I remember thinking like, oh, Klimt sounds like clit. I'll do something about that. <laughs> Didn't get on the news, <laughs> news quiz, weirdly. I uh, don't think I really That's understood funny. Radio 4 at that time. But um, <laughs> I always remember finding it funny, but... <laughs> the theft had baffled art lovers and the police until gardeners found the painting this year, I think this article's from last year, hidden behind a metal panel in the gallery's own walls. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, two men have come forward confessing responsibility for the painting's disappearance and with considerable brass neck, claimed they had returned it as a gift to the city. Oh, wow. I mean, they outsashed the Norwegian note with that. I love it when, like, what was that from? What paper was that article from? Like, considerable. considerable brass. Yeah, it's like one of her mums has written it. <laughs> so a guy bought it from a junk shop for £45, and then oh. it was found to be a Van Gogh uh, worth Whoa. £15 million. Whoa. But I've never paid £45 for anything in a charity shop. Like, that was a real risk anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, look at that. Yeah. He's living out my dream. That's my dream, dude. Like, that's what I was yeah. intending to do. But then Taylor's going in there being like, £45 is a bit much for a junk <laughs> shop. <laughs> Banksy pulled this stunt on, I think it was in New York, where he was selling his own um, selling his own art. Mm. And it, he was just so out in the open that everyone was like, ha-ha, fake Banksy's and he was selling them for like $15 or something. Like oh, wow. Oh so there's like 10 people out there who have. <gasps> it was actually him, was it? It was actually him, yeah. 
I like um like lots of I like there's something about the Isle of Wight I think where I'm from where like lots of my friends are like artists and there was just a huge thing mm. of just people from the island. It's just a really arty place and there was a really good mm. art thing at my um at my school and stuff. So I like like if I ever spend any money on art, it'll be normally if it's like someone I know, I'll try yeah. and buy that. Also, because one day yeah. they might be really successful. Who knows? And I'll sell it immediately. Yeah, they could be the next Banksy. Yeah, <laughs> the Isle of Wight Banksy. Yeah. So I... what else was on your drawing of the Isle of Wight in the year 2000? Oh, mate, what else? There was there was a couple getting married, um, I seem to remember. There was I a love that as a child is the most like, futuristic thing you've ever <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't know. It was just basically like cartoons that I could draw that I just mm. pretended they were inventor. That's all I did, really. Um, and I won a £20 gift voucher for Paper Lines, the local uh, stationery shop. Oh, and nice. I bought some more um, art supplies because I was investing in myself. Oh, yeah, you're a true artist. <laughs> just getting some more materials. Does that still exist, Paper Line? Um, it does. It's now like the post office, but it is still there as uh, right. a stationery shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um, I think my like one of my favourites artists is Beryl Cook. I bloody love Beryl Cook. Oh yeah. I just like there's something about her work that I've always like. I've just always really liked it. It's um, quite like cartoony, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've always liked cartoons and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and yeah, I did for like sick form. I did a a Beryl Cook style drawing, uh, painting of me and my band. <laughs> Oh my oh. god, amazing. I need to see that as well. Oh man. And tell us the name of your band. Yeah. Uh, we were called Amnesty. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Love it. Did you precede the charity? <laughs> we were very much not international with it. Um, <laughs> we did a couple of gigs on the Isle of Wight. Um, I don't even know where that name came from. Um, and it's I'm not sure name. all the boys in my band appreciated being like, painted like in a barrel cook style because it's not like they're not flattering pictures are not they? particularly <laughs> um, rotund figures yeah yeah what did you play in the band i was the lead singer <gasps> hannah so many strings <laughs> to your bow mate what can i say i think after this after having all this all this chat i'm gonna become an artist and a rock star yeah and do you still sing now <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just used to. I um, yeah, I haven't done that for a really, really long time. It was just a sort of teenage thing. But I can't believe that hasn't come out on the uh, Drunk Women podcast. A, a little solo from you. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely after live shows we've done karaoke, and it's um, okay. <laughs> nice. yeah, you don't sing on the podcast. That's always me. Oh no, there's lots of video footage of my band, but my dad has it, so. Um... <laughs> it's not online which is probably for the best because it was like i remember at one point we did a cover version of killing in the name of and stuff oh my gosh (laughs) one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. 
Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's some great, like, female pirates, though. I've got to say, like, we've covered that a few times on the, uh, on the podcast. Oh, yes. And um, Bonnie, she's a, mm. she's a gal. What did she do? She dressed as a man in order to take over, uh, well, to be, like, um, allowed to go on the ship. And then she, like, was, like, the captain by the end, right? She, like, properly yeah. took over. But I think one of the main things about her was that there was another female pirate who had done the same thing. And they sort of met and they were like, wait, are you? Come go on. Yeah. And they sort of revealed at the same time to each other. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, and then we're in a relationship. Oh, really? yes. Yeah. Pirate romance. That's cool. It's so funny because there's been a few times where my daughter will learn about something that I've done on the podcast and then I get to actually feel like a wise parent I'm like oh yes I know I know about Anne Bonnie and then I realize that all of the info that I research I'm like I can't tell you most of the things that I know about Anne Bonnie but great I've done a parrot but it's looking pretty inky <laughs> how are your drawings I, coming along how's the empty frame it's pretty good I've um <laughs> I've, I'm doing it on like this a4 sketch pad and like in the picture the background is green so I've just like literally coloured the whole A4 page in green with a crayon so um my arm really hurts oh I'm sorry (laughs) but otherwise that bottle of wine after this (laughs) (laughs) do you know what's interesting about trying to trace a famous not trace literally but just sort of trace their steps as it were Mm is I'm really paying attention to every stroke on this painting in a way that I never have. And it's really interesting. And also my mind looks nothing like it, but it's just been interesting to notice all the details on here that I never have. Yeah. So yeah. It's quite a good exercise for actually looking, isn't it? Because often when you draw something, you don't spend enough time looking at it. But um... just the details that your your mind's taking them in as a whole Mm. rather than little sections. And it's just, I don't know, it's interesting. Are you going colours true to the picture or have you gone with your I own colours? I don't have the right colours to oh. go true to the picture. And I haven't left enough space. What an amateur <laughs> for the big sunset, which is such a big part of it. And I actually have a good orange. Oh. oh. <laughs> you could do like a separate page with the, actually, no. What an amateur plagiarist I am. <laughs> yeah but it's like your own spin on it so it's like you focused in on the face because that's the it's most... like bake-off like this is my take on <laughs> yeah. black forest gato it's quite quite an art you say cooking yeah. baking oh yeah definitely it's therapeutic as well unless you're fucking it up majorly <laughs> yeah i can Very see stressful. why yeah i've been stressed by it before and i can see why it stresses people but when it's going well it's just mm. the best thing I get like I really like cooking but it's really nice because I think I'm quite a good cook but I'm just not mm. very like 
it's the artistry at the end that I um, am rubbish at. So like, I've spent so long making all the flavours right, making it all perfect, and then I will slop it onto a plate. Like there oh. is no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is no yeah. finesse. Um, You're letting yourself down, Hannah. I know it's something I have to get better at. Um, also, Hannah, you have one of the funniest habits of anyone I know that you cannot wait for food to cool. I've seen Hannah burn her oh, I'm the, the roof of her mouth so many times and I know we spend a lot of time together, but my god, like I almost need to keep the pizza away out of the oven for like 10 minutes cuz you'll just burn the fuck out of your face. I uh, yeah, I just yeah. don't learn and when you're um, hungry, you just want it. It's about delayed gratification, isn't it? I don't <sighs> have that. No, I'm just like, I want it now. Let me <laughs> want have it now. <laughs> yes. Put it in me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I realized I said the F word and I didn't ask about language. Oh my God, I didn't even notice. Yay, That's... everyone wins. We allow swearing on the podcast. Swearing is an art. Yeah, what's your favorite <laughs> swear word? Ooh. I like, um, Fuck. That's my favourite problem. <laughs> but it has Boy to be said like that. that intonation. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing else does what fuck does. One of my favourite insults for a guy though is a, a dick smack. I love calling guys. Well, dick that's smacks. good, but okay, it sounds too, um, too. <laughs> sounds too nice, too like friendly. Maybe that's just your accent. Hey, dick smack. Yeah, it sounds affectionate. What if I say, "Oh, you dick smack"? Hello, dick smack. Hello, dick smack. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely sounds different in my voice. That's so funny. I'm trying not to make too much noise, but I've my pen. Can you believe that a CD pen doesn't really work on top of crayon? So I'm just struggling to find. But I'm aware of making so much no, noise. Noise is all part of it. Is it okay? In which case, oh, this might be good. This might be good. Going back to the old barrel as we uh, spoke it. about earlier. Well, that's what you're best known for. <laughs> my uh, my work with Beryl. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work. I just have a drawer full of pens that don't work. Mm. Oh, same. It's one of those jobs that I will never do. I'm like, someday I'm gonna sit and test all the pens and throw away the ones, and I will never, ever, ever do it. I feel too relaxed to be a guest on a podcast right now, which is really nice. Yeah, that's good. Usually it's that mild tension of like, I gotta be funny, I gotta say something witty, and then I don't. But now, now. Yeah, I lull you into a false sense of security and then ask you like a deeply personal question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the aim is to get all the guests cancelled by the end of the series. <laughs> My favourite racist artist is probably <laughs> Dr. Seuss. I didn't realise how easily I could finish that. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to finish it. I wasn't um, planning to, and I'm like, wow, let me count. He's best known for The Grinch. Yes. How The Grinch course. Stole Christmas yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, kind of very racist guy. Oh, really? Yeah. It, you know, it's like the Roald Dahl thing, and it's you sort of go, oh, actually, now that I think back to some of the books, yes, even as a kid, it was like, this doesn't feel right. Mm. So we had him, but not in like a, as a big way. Annie, is that right for you? Yeah, like... I, uh, mm. I recognise all the images, and I know his name, but I couldn't. Okay, I couldn't think of a story of this. His but... real name is Theodore Geisel, which I really like. Yeah, that's a strong name. It's a strong name. You got to be racist with a name like that. I guess. I guess that's the way it goes. <laughs> Fallen heroes.
Yeah, they're pretty cool illustrations. So. Yeah, yeah. Does he? Did he illustrate them himself? Oh, well, he's an yeah. artist, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, yeah, really brilliant. Like his style. Well, there you go. There you go. Oh yeah, they're cool, man. Mm, mm-hmm. But there you go with the racism on the bottom. Right. I can't read that. There, right there. Mm. Not so much here or here, but right there. What do you guys think? Do you think you can separate the art from the artist? Oh, good question. <laughs> I can't. Neither of, you, neither of you want I, to answer first. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I could, and I think I used to more than I'm willing to do now. Yeah, I've gone a bit overboard with the ink. I think I'm going to have to stop painting because it's, it's oh. a mess. Also, can you give us like a, a five minute warning or a 10 minute warning? Because oh, yeah. I'm yeah. going to need to get this. Uh, the, and I know at some point I'm going to have to speed the fuck up. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you like a, I'll, I'll let you know when we're going to do the quick fire round and then that will be like five minutes afterwards. Nice. So, do you guys own any art? I know that um, Taylor, you said you've got your, your Ikea original, Klimt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, your original print. Uh, Anything else have you got in your house? One of my favorite things is behind me, but you can't see it very well. And it's an artist um, in New Orleans who takes all of the left, the like rejected Mardi Gras beads, which are all over the place. Oh, cool. These plastic beads, which you would think would look really shitty. And he glues them in these huge mosaics and you can buy prints of them. So that's um, one of his... Amazing. I can't really see it because it's fr- it's framed in glass, isn't it? So it's slightly reflecting. Yeah, I wonder if I... Um, that was just that dark. That doesn't really help. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a lamp. Could lamp-y. you just it's courier it lamp. to my house so I can have a proper... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've, got a, um, I've got a barrel cook thing, but it is an original, but only because oh. it's like a... Um, it's a page from one of her sketchbooks. Toby got it for me, like, for my birthday, because you knew how much I liked Beryl Cook. Amazing. Um, yeah, and when, I think when she died, she had just, like, loads of, um, you know, loads of sketchbooks and stuff. Um, yeah. And it was, it was the original sketch of... Oh, and I can't remember which... It's in the it's up in my bedroom and I should remember the name of the piece, but um, mm. but it's an the one of the original sketches of one of her um one of her biggest um pieces. That's um, really cool. Yeah, you and know, it's kind I of just sweet. Don't know Beryl Cook. This is amazing. Yeah, it's just this. It's just all like all women, all kind of like they've all got the same sort of body shape. She has a real specific yeah way she does so it. Pleasing. There's that one I of them it. all like sitting around playing cards. That I like. I don't know if that's on the. Oh yeah, yeah, just like it all got a fag in the mouth. <laughs> oh, it's great. My one was in like it's in a changing room. There's a woman in a changing room. I, I love that's... seeing inside like exhibitions where they sometimes have artist sketchbooks. I feel like there's so much more revealing of them than definitely the finished articles. You can um you can see the things she's changed as well because it has like a kind of the the sketch and then a little thing that shows you what it ended up being and maybe it's not a changing room or maybe it's not Barrel Cook at all and this wasn't an actual maybe <laughs> just drew it and was like happy birthday but I found that quite sweet that was quite nice just to sort of have yeah just yeah again the sketchbook thing is really cool I've just realised that in this picture there are two other paintings either side of the empty one and they're both very detailed. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly sketch those out. Oh my God. Oh, one's of a a lady breastfeeding. Mm. 
The blokes obviously didn't want to take that, did they? It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was in the one that they took? Do we know? Well, they did take like a Rembrandt and, um, you know, so like properly, I mean, it was, I think it was five, something like 500 million pounds um, worth yeah. of art that they took. Um, and I can't remember any of the others. But um, I don't get the point of that because you can't put it up in your house because people will be like, um, yeah, you that. <laughs> like, do you just try and sell it on? Or? I'm guessing there's got to be some kind of underground like Market. art thing where people i bet really posh people are like do you want to come do you want to see the the klimt or whatever like i reckon yeah, it's the sort yeah. of weird shit that really rich people do yeah that you just wouldn't be able to understand yeah maybe they've got like a whole room dedicated to their yeah um, stolen klimt. oh man i'd fucking dob them in immediately yeah, me just too. straight away. <laughs> I do that with mine, and then I karate chop it. I'm like, it means nothing to me. And I just beat it up, because I know I can order another one from Ikea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bit of fun. I'd be tempted to just, like, spill something on it if someone showed me that. Just, like, have a glass of red wine. And just... <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> There was a bit in a, I don't know why I keep talking about Adam Buxton. I think it's because it was literally this episode that we, uh, uh, that we did with yeah. him. But he was talking about, because he went to obviously quite posh um, schools and stuff. He knew some quite posh people. And it's in his book <laughs> is that him and Joe would went to their friend's like really posh parents' house. And there was some proper original artwork on the walls. And they just licked it, which I thought was quite funny. Um. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what a thing to do. A real, like, upper-class rebellion. <laughs> That's the worst thing we can do. No, lick it. Yeah, lick an original Picasso. Oh my God. I wonder what it tasted like. I know, right? Do you ever do that, though? Like, if... <laughs> but if you're... If I'm in a an art gallery or something and there's, like, a, a vase on a plinth or something, I'm like, oh, I just... I want to push knock it. it over. Yeah, a little bit. And I never yeah. would, obviously. But there's definitely part of me that's like, oh. One of my finest moments at the Met in New York, I was, I just moved there. So I was in my early 20s. And I went to an exhibit and I can't remember who the artist was, but I sat on what I thought was a very comfy bench, which now that I think of it, was in the middle of the room. And they're like, oh my God, get off, get off. Because it was amazing and it was made out of this really bizarre material so i still can't believe i sat on it but you're like i'm in a museum i guess they have funky benches yeah when you see people walking around and like going up to a fire extinguisher on the wall and looking at their map and being like is that a piece of art or just a fire extinguisher (laughs) oh do you know what's a crazy exhibit i saw i'm trying to think like god the last time i went to a museum was at least a year ago, yeah, if not a little bit more. But it was a woman who had collected hair in India and had tied it into enormous ropes, like just really oh, wow. thick knotted rope. And I thought it was amazing. And my brother looked like he was going to throw up. Like it was just so funny. Our different reactions. I was like, amazing! Wow, what a statement. He's like. <laughs> Was it her hair or was it like no, loads it was of from different people? Loads of different women. And it was, there was a little note in the corner. I think it was a, sort of a statement about women in India and just how they're kind of 
measured up by their looks and hair mm-hmm. has always been a big part and yeah. the sale of Indian women's hair. So I'm not summarizing it very well. <laughs> you said hair a lot. Hair. <laughs> no, that sounds really interesting. I'm just this thinking is why that... I don't volunteer in the museum. So this one is really colorful because we use loads of colors. <laughs> I remember when I went to the um the Met, the only thing I can remember really about the Met is that there was a I don't know why it was in there, because it's not really art, but it was a um suit of armour. Um, mm. And it was it belonged to Henry VIII, and it was just funny because it's like if you've ever seen a suit of armor for somebody that looks like they should be in a Beryl Cook like painting, <laughs> it was yeah. so funny because it was just he you got a real idea of just how portly um, Henry VIII <laughs> was because obviously in like in his portraits there's always that thing of like if you see a portrait and someone doesn't look good, particularly royalty, you're like they must have looked bad, man. Yeah, yeah. Because people <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. like they, if you're painting for royalty, you don't you don't go. <laughs> too honest particularly before photos but yeah it always made me laugh and I was like oh that feels like oh yeah there you go look he's just like he's sort of oh he's a little plonky little plonky it must have been so heavy to wear that if you're like that size ridiculous it's just it's sort of like the broad shoulders and the paunch always really made me laugh terrible posture (laughs) here we go Sheila Gowda Gowda art is about how you look at things Ha-ha. Hair I remember the first time I ever went mm. to like a proper art gallery like well I probably went when I was little when I lived in London as a kid but when we moved to the Isle of Wight I didn't go again until I was about 12 and we went to the I think it was the Tate Modern uh, I went with my school and we went on the um, London Eye because it would have been about the turn of the millennium so we like we went mm. London Eye then we went to the Tate Modern where there was just we went into this room me and my friend Charlotte and there was a video playing of like a bearded man hairy bearded man doing star jumps completely naked <laughs> and there were so many people watching it going god that's god that's interesting and me and Charlotte were just like oh we thought it was the funniest thing we've ever seen and we just yeah. ran in and ran out again because yeah. we just thought it was so we were those school yeah. kids but now I sort of think like I'm I'm about to marry a kind of bearded hairy man and I'm thinking oh wait okay <laughs> maybe that's what he does naked star jumps <laughs> I mean when he started doing them I was like what <laughs> but yeah I remember that that's probably the I always remember it just because it was so funny and I think that's what I I remember things particularly even art if if they're funny like the guy yeah. leching which if you have just joined us on the podcast that's only <laughs> funny because <laughs> but, um but yeah, and, and like Beryl Cook, I think there's a sense of humour to the stuff that she does, and I yeah, think I, I like that. It's about sort of seeing the funny in every day, I guess, and that's what you do with your writing as well. Yeah, yes. Mm. Quick fire Oil or watercolour? Watercolour. Um, Oil. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Portrait or landscape? Portrait. Landscape. Oh, sorry, you're going first. <laughs> no, I like this. We should just talk over each other. I've it's decided. like one of those drama games where you've got to like intuitively guess who's going to, when you're going to speak. Yeah. And we keep going opposite as well, Taylor. I know. So, Not on the next one. We'll be aligned. You just watch. Okay. I'm nervous. I don't know. Writing or performing? Writing. Writing. Yeah, mm. totally aligned on that. Acting or reacting? Acting. Ooh, reacting? 
Cocktails or shots? Cocktails. <laughs> Got angry about that one. Shots. I get so pissed off when people still. I'm like, do you know what age we are? I know. We're not doing shots. Like, the only shot are. I can get excited by is um, Goldschlager. Oh, Goldschlager! Oh my god. Because it, it's got those gold bits in it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Goldschlager. And I actually like the taste of it. It tastes like cinnamon. There you go. If you enjoy it, there you are. And what's your cocktail of choice? This is just a tangent from the quick fire. (laughs) Ooh, cocktail of choice. Dirty martini. Ooh, hardcore. Ooh, I like a porn star martini, but I don't like to ask one because it's not very me. Yeah, it's a bit embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, I just find it a bit too light. I've never been particularly... I know it sounds stupid to say that porn star sounds girly, but it, it, it sounds quite a girly drink and it's yeah. passion fruit and it's like... It's quite sweet as well, isn't it? Mm, I find it embarrassing to ask for, but it's delicious. And you get a shot of Prosecco with it, right? Yeah, I think you do. Is that, yeah, oh. passion fruit, Prosecco. And has it got like vodka or something in it? Something like that's delicious. Something like that. I've only had one. Oh, mate. You should that's do that good. on the next Drunk Women. You should all have porn star martinis. <laughs> I love that your aversion to it is like, it's girly rather than, oh, I have to say porn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it was girly. It's pathetic, isn't it? Dry white or full-bodied red? Dry white. Dry white. Tipsy or crunk? Tipsy. Oh, it depends. I quite like, it depends. If, like crunk is like crying drunk, right? I thought it was like crazy drunk. I like crying drunk. Oh, I just thought it was so much crying. <laughs> I think it depends. I like... You want somewhere in between them, but I don't know what the word for between them is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just crying. Yeah. (laughs) And I realised that this is a quick fire round and I'm like, well, actually. Um, (laughs) Tortured artist or logical criminal? Oh, boy. Ooh, logical (laughs) Logical criminal. criminal. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about or think about art? Talk about. Talk about, I would say. Looking at a painting close up or far away? Close up. Close enough to lick. (laughs) (laughs) Private view or view of privates? View of privates. Taylor's looking suddenly really timid for the first time. This is my porn star martini moment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going back to my Tate Modern moment and saying view of privates. Yeah. I'll do private view. (laughs) Painting from life, landscape or still life? I'll go life. Painted from life. Hmm. Art or tech? Art. Art. Um, art or books? Books. Yeah, I think books. Art or food? Food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just the stupid questions round. <laughs> I remember once a comedy reviewer in Edinburgh said she'd, she didn't have time to eat because she would watch a show every day and she was like, comedy is way more important to her than food. I was like, are you insane? Literally, oh my god! I just feel like that's not a reasonable person, and they shouldn't be reviewing no. comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You don't want a hungry person reviewing your show. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, that explains all of my reviews in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a hungry review. Comedy or art? Yeah, a comedy. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, comedy for me. And finally, dicks or pussies. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the nude. I think that nude women are far more like nice to look at in terms of art than like, and actually there's more of it, isn't there? There's more nude women, yeah. it turns out, than nude men. But I think it's because probably more successful artists have been men because yes, men were allowed to be artists in the way that women weren't, and they wanted to 
generally paint. It was more acceptable to paint a naked woman, wasn't it? Yes. I've never seen a portrayal of a dick that made me do anything but go like, huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. Oh, God. Thanks so much, guys. It's oh, all- so Are fun. you ready to share your Yeah. Work? Yeah, I don't even remember what you guys did, <laughs> what you were working on. It's a big surprise. I don't remember what I did. I'm looking at it and I don't know what I did. <laughs> Should we take it in turns? Because otherwise we'll just sure. all be holding up and not being able to see each other. So. Yeah, that's no, good idea. Oh, I love it. God. It is an empty frame, but it's yes. so like, it's very illustrative, like cartoony. And oh, I like you are how really you... good. Wow. Yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> I'm seriously impressed. <laughs> It, it is quite Beryl Cook, actually, the yeah. sort of rounded figures. Yeah, I didn't even mean to do that. It was only once I'd sort of, like, looked at it for a while. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it is. Yeah. Also, it's like we're looking at the people. Look, It's very meta. They're looking at the art. We're looking at them. We're yes. making a podcast whilst you're doing the, this many, <laughs> many layers. <laughs> oh, this is starting to feel like they used to do scoliosis checks at school. So we had to take off our shirts and bend over. And so they were checking for scoliosis, but it was really us checking out each other's tits. And it was just this <laughs> real inferiority thing. And I feel like Hannah has pulled out these great tits. Um... <laughs> and her drawing's pretty good too. Hey! Yeah. Tapping right. my own microphone. <laughs> I will do mine, which is oh so Oh my amazing. God, that's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, love that. You've absolutely nailed like the movement in it and the feel totally of it. Totally original idea. It just came to me. <laughs> that's bonkers like you've good. sort of reinvented expressionism, Taylor. This is my take on the scream dessert. It's, um, I think you've pretty much got the colours bang on. Mate, hold it up again. I want to say it again. I didn't yeah. have the purple because... Um, the body is so such a nice purple and I didn't have a purple to work with, but yeah. I love it. It's really cool. I and I quite nice. like it landscape. Oh. That's <laughs> yeah, I love that you've drawn a little square on it. That's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I needed to, yeah. That's weird. Nice boundaries. This is still a bit wet, but it's oh, look. I mean I'm Oh my god, that's that. awesome. It's, oh wow. It's like ink and pen, but it's very messy. And also, you oh, can't. Oh my goodness! That's, That's the last cool. judgment there, which I've also written the last judgment next to. <laughs> that's the pirate, and that's the date. I love. It. I was gonna say the best way to portray the date is to put the date. Yeah, like a child. Just... I love how you did the boat. I love the perspective. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that looks amazing. Really it's really cool. made me want to like. Well, for a start, just swim in the sea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, God, I'd love to swim in the sea. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Um, remember to follow Taylor and Hannah. They're on Twitter at TaylorGlennUK and at Hannah M. George. Their brilliant podcast, which they do with Katie Wilkins, is called Drunk Women Solving Crime. They're also on Twitter at DrunkWomenPod and on Instagram at DrunkWomenSolvingCrime. Um, I'm on Twitter at Annie McTweet and on Instagram McGrath.Annie and McGrath.Art for my art. Um, hope you guys are okay. Appreciate you listening. Um, why not pick up a paintbrush and send us in some photos of your pictures of art heists if you're short of something to do. You can see our pictures from today's episode on the Secret Artists social media account at Secret Art Pod. 
If you enjoyed it, please do give us a nice review, subscribe, download, blah, 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 blah. Thank you. Bye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round Music by Steve Dunn. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.